0: We talked about Mac being back and having an opportunity to play for these championships. and honestly, that's what Mac is focused on. North Carolina's going into this game on a down note, having lost back-to-back games against Georgia Tech and then to NC State, which is obviously the bigger stinger. But Mac really wants to focus on the fact that it doesn't really matter what happened in those games. They won the coastal and they have a chance to do something they haven't done since 1980. We're
1: excited about playing in the ACC championship game. It's only the second time since um, they started in 2012 that that Carolina is playing in this game. And uh, last time was Gene Chizik and and Charlton Warren in 2015. And they had a great game with Clemson. And uh, we're sure looking forward to this this weekend. Uh, It's cool for our team to be the the last Coastal champion uh, because it'll never happen again. That's Matt Brown, North Carolina head football coach. And
0: Matt called the shot when we talked to him here in July at ACC kickoff, and he poured out that 40 uh, to pay respects to the Coastal Division. Uh, he called the shot, and that ended up happening. Now, in terms of pressure, I mentioned it. It's like Carolina's going to potentially do something they haven't done since 1980, uh, and there's a pressure to not, not just win the championship, but also to get things back on the right track after losses to Georgia Tech at NC State. And he talks about that pressure
1: for the team. I don't feel pressure for Saturday. I feel uh, excitement. I feel a fun challenge ahead. I'm really, really proud that that uh, you know, three, three and some years ago, we had two wins and hadn't been to a bowl game in a while, and had five wins in two years. And now here we are, sitting, play for a conference championship. That, that's a a lot of progress in four years. Uh, and I'm really, really proud of that. So, um, anybody, it's not. I'm not going to talk to. So that's what I told the players. I said, "You, if you were good enough to be a playoff team, um, then maybe you'd beat Notre Dame. But you sure would have beaten the last two teams, and you didn't. So you're not good enough. So that, that's it. You're good enough to play for a conference championship, and that's one of two teams in this league, and that's really cool.
0: That's Mack Brown, head coach, North Carolina. And he's right. Look, it's a, it's a cool opportunity for the Tar Heels. The issue, the issue, though, for North Carolina is going to be their defense. Uh, Jillio, I don't know about you. I mean, I, I know there's been a lot of focus on the QB, but uh, to me, I think this is more of a, a concern for the ground game to get bullied like we saw against Notre Dame. That's, that would be my concern. Obviously, there's a concern on offense and the offensive line and whether or not Shrake May is going to have yet another dirty jersey, uh, unlike Ben Finley the last time, these, uh, last time there was a game.
2: Yeah, and in these conditions, wet, a little cold, not real conducive to slinging it around the yard the way that Carolina wants to. Carolina's going to need to be able to run the football tonight to beat Clemson. They were not able to run the ball against State. It made them one-dimensional, and ultimately they weren't able to score enough points. We've talked a lot this year about North Carolina holding serve on offense. Now, I will give credit to their defense. Saw them earlier this year against Duke. They were discombobulated in the first half of that game. I thought in the second half of that game, they basically said, you know what? We're just I mean, I'm I'm obviously oversimplifying here, but they just basically said, you know what? We're just going to play straight zone. Yeah. And we're not going to we're going to stop moving around the field. We're going to stop trying to complicate this thing and we're going to just play, you know, straight up and figure this thing out. And I, I believe their defense has been good enough the last two weeks to win. Obviously, you have the Josh Downs drop against Georgia Tech. We're having a completely different conversation if the best receiver in the conference catches the ball. And, you know, you kind of knew something was up because he only had three targets in that game, Mm -hmm. Georgia Tech loss. Then he has the drop. I thought Phil Longo absolutely did the right thing in the state game. Very first play of that game was a play for Josh Downs, and he dropped the ball again. And to me, North Carolina, cannot win this football game if Josh Downs isn't running hot and I think he has that ability I like the cut of that kid's jib and you know you saw him against Wake you saw him against Virginia he's a baller and I I would love for him and Drake May to get back on that path we'll see Drake May's been off these last two weeks too
0: we'll uh, give you a quick update and then we'll go back to discussing the college football playoff the expansion what it means going forward Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, ESPN, Ryan McGee. Uh, Ryan is a huge Star Wars nerd like me, and while we can sit here and we can talk about Andor uh, all day and how awesome it is. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast.
2: I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on?
0: Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you
2: income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now the number to call 800-691-3215 text tim to 600-700 if you're interested in texting once again that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text tim to 600-700 for that deal
0: i feel like ryan there is a there is a star wars analogy with what the college football playoff did with the rose bowl it's like yeah. like pray we don't alter the deal any further either you're going to get on board with this college football playoff right. expansion or you're not is that is that your read
3: yeah and, and listen I love the Rose bowl so much. Um, yeah, I went there twice with my father officiating the game. Um, I, I am part of the group that says they should play the national championship game there every year. I mean, it's, it is the most beautiful setting for college football. It's the original bowl game. I, I get all that. Um, but the level of self-importance <laughs> has always been off the chart. And if you go, yeah. it, I mean, listen, when, 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 our beloved Jim Delaney, right? Uh, Carolina guy was, was the commissioner of the big 10. And when all of this was happening with the college playoff and this, his words were, I don't really care what else happens. As long as I'm in Pasadena, um, you know, at, 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 what, three o'clock Eastern on, on new year's day. Yeah. And that's kind of how they always feel. And so, but the reality is, is that it's either you get on board or the train's going to leave without you because mm. what are their options? I mean, you know, and so that that's what happened was. They just kind of ran. But, but they have to be a part of the deal. If they're not a part of the deal, it's going to be a huge hole. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – yeah, pray we don't – I'm totally using that, by the way. Pray we don't offer the deal any further <laughs> because it's just <laughs> it, 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 it was what it was. Yeah, I mean, look, I I,
0: I, I think the, the story to me, and Ryan McGee from ESPN joining us here on the OG, it's, I think it's – If you could go back and do this again, I don't think the colleges and the television networks understood how much leverage they really did have in the grand scheme of things. Um, Because I always, I think what's happening and what people have learned with the college football playoff over the years is that four teams is a flawed way to go about this. You either should have done two, you should have stuck with the BCS have your committee spit out two guys. I mean, I don't think anybody would complain if it was just Georgia and Michigan and national championship game. Right. And more often than not, that's usually the case, but four always was going to leave at, at least one conference mad, possibly two because five, five power, five spots, four spots never made any sense to me. And, You also find yourself over the years diminishing what we're having this weekend, right? So, like, I'm going to Charlotte for the ACC championship game. Carolina actually has something legitimately to play for, something they haven't done since 1980. Clemson's trying to, you know, take back their corners, reminding the ACC, by the way, enjoy last year. We're back at this. And yet there's little buzz because this is now two seasons in a row, Ryan where the ACC championship game is meaningless to the larger college football playoff uh, picture. Imagine if this was an automatic qualification, it would yep. matter a heck of a lot more.
3: Yeah. I go back to, um, I remember it was, it was the year of the great, the great big 12 controversy where you, mm. or, you know, you had, you had two, uh, I think it was TCU and Baylor. Yeah. And both had an argument for being in and the commissioner, put they didn't have a conference championship game and the commissioner punted. And it was like, they both won the game that day. And here's, was a trophy for both of you. It was just a mess, but what I remember about that weekend was the fact that it was the first time I was in Charlotte for the ACC championship. It was the first time that game like was legitimately a, a play-in game, mm-hmm. and Atlanta for the SEC, where I'll be this weekend, is is always a play-in game. I mean, probably isn't for LSU, but it certainly is for Georgia. And so there was that one window where you could see what it was, and I have always argued for the for the playoff expansionists that. You know, the bracket already existed. I mean, you go back to rivalry weekend. You go back to the weekend before that. There's a bracket there. You know, if you look at it. And so, yeah, that's the only thing I worry about. And I hate buys, man. I, I don't. I hate it. I, I, I do eight or do sixteen. I, Twelve to me is. I keep using the word punt. It's a punt. I just. I watch college football i don't watch the nfl i think the nfl yeah. is a corporate business meeting and everything you know it's all a spreadsheet and so when you throw, start throwing in buys that just feels very sunday to me and, mm. and I, I like my college football to look like college football not to look like the nfl
0: no i'm with you on that i'm with you on that ryan mcgee espn here on the og alongside joe julio I'm Joe Ovias. All right, to the SEC championship game, where you're going to be this weekend. Uh, Marty McGee from Atlanta, all that fun stuff, right?
3: Yeah, we'll be actually gonna be on at noon this week as opposed to our normal nine a.m., which is awesome because that means I can go out Friday night. But it also uh, <laughs> but it's just because the game is, is the game is at a weird time. It it's like it's four o'clock in right? the afternoon on Saturday. Yeah. So yeah, we we'll, we'll start all the pregame stuff.
0: I, this to me is fascinating because LSU and Brian Kelly specifically started off as a punchline. You know, yep. my family. Yeah. I've been, in, I live in, I've been living in North Carolina since 1995. I still don't have a good Southern accent. But yeah, Brian Kelly tried, man. He tried with his introductory he thing did. at a basketball game, and it didn't work out. And it started off rocky, right? Florida State. Where's this going? Is this team even like Brian Kelly? Like, how long is it going to take? We're reminded but Brian Kelly's actually a good coach. You might not like he's the guy, football. but he's a yeah. good coach, man.
3: Yeah. And I'll go back. I don't – people do not understand – and I thought they did, but but after I watched how they how they acted uh, reacted to Brian Kelly, they don't understand how hard the Notre Dame job is. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. I, I've told this story many times. I went up there; they were making a a, a potential playoff run, um, and they were playing Stanford. And it was a huge game. This is probably this is probably five six years ago, and they're both in the top ten, and it's a huge football game. And I got there on Thursday, and Brian Kelly, who I knew a little, I don't really sure. know a lot. Um, but every time I talk to him and learn something, you know, he he can be prickly. His former players a lot of times leave kind of angry at him, yeah. but he walked me into the stadium, and he goes, when's the last time you are here? I'm like, 20 years ago. He goes, you see that scoreboard there in the end zone. He goes, you know, that's where the clock was, the old longiness or whatever, the the old analog clock. He goes, like five years of meetings and fights to get a video board put in that end zone. And when <laughs> I say video board, I'm talking about, Joe, your the TV of your house is probably about the size of this video board yeah I know and the comp- and the compromise was they would show a a, a, a a like a video version of the clock before and after the game. This is what you have to deal with five years of meetings to replace a 60 year old clock in the end zone. he goes to LSU he'll let him do whatever he wants right. and so I know he can coach football and now he has a blank checkbook and so mm. yeah I, I'm not I, i'm we're all surprised there in Atlanta. But I'm not surprised he can coach football. I mean, I, I, I believe that all along. But for whatever reason, people don't like him. I mean, he, would it, would he's it, not a huggable guy. But, would it surprise but, you but, if they beat Georgia? Um, yeah, it would surprise the world. Georgia's better than everybody else. Georgia's the yes. best team okay. in the country. I felt that way all along. I was at the Tennessee game when I saw how they they just pushed Tennessee around after Tennessee just beating Alabama. I was like, this is the best team in the country. And everybody keeps waiting on Stetson Bennett, the fourth he of the of the the Northridge Country Club name. Everybody keeps waiting on him to. <laughs> to be bad and to blow games and the Georgia fans wanted him benched in the national championship game last year. Uh, they all told him to leave in January mm-hmm. and he keeps coming back and all he's done is win pretty much every game he's ever played. So yeah, it's, it's, they're just, they're just really, really, really good.
0: They're going to win the whole thing. Georgia can win the whole thing.
3: I think so. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm blown away with what Michigan did against Ohio state at Ohio state. But the reality is is that at one point, I think Michigan had started the season with three consecutive teams that were that were in my bottom ten, ESPN.com. Yeah. So their schedule is a disaster. Oh, uh,
0: talk to Gilio- Talk to Gilio about when he was – because he was filling in for Lauren Brownlow on the AP Top 25 vote this year, and yep. Michigan fans were all up in his mentions all the time. And, he, and it's too. like, well, there's a reason why. Like, you haven't done anything yet. And I do yeah. think there's a – and Ryan McGee of ESPN joining us here on the OG. I do think there's – there's a specific context to Ohio State-Michigan that's separate from just how good Michigan might be. That just might be that Jim Harbaugh has figured out against Ryan Day, I know how to prepare my team for this game better than you know how to prepare yep. this team for this game. Not too dissimilar to Dave Doran at NC State and right. how he treats the North Carolina game, right? Yep. I don't know if Michigan on the national level is going to do the same thing how they bullied Ohio State, which I think is a larger conversation about where Ryan Day It's kind of funny. Ryan Day's feeling heat. He's literally lost two games, man. Two games. Like
3: two games, and he's feeling heat. It's the John Cooper rule, right? Whew. John Cooper was at Ohio State forever, and he couldn't beat Michigan. He, mm-hmm. he, he every year won ten or eleven games, went to the Rose Bowl a bunch of times, won Big Tens prior to championship games. But but that was the you only have to win one game, and, and it's and it, you really do if you, you win one and eleven. Um, you probably could keep the job if as long as you won that, <laughs> that that game at the end of the year. But yeah, it's, it's so funny. I, I went to Ohio State midseason, did a story on, on the water series. I love Ryan Day. I yeah. think he's awesome. I think I, I can't stand Urban Meyer. I can't stand him. I've never liked him. And Ryan Day is the anti Urban Meyer. He's just a good guy who can coach yeah. football. And, um, and so yeah, he'll, I feel like he'll get it figured out, but it's, uh, but man, it's, um, there's a reason why that game, uh, if you want to you want to admit it or not, there's a reason why that game is the game. And uh, but yeah, but but the point is, Michigan can't bully Georgia, no. can't do it. No. And so it's going to be. I, I think they can bully TCU. Um, I think they could probably uh, physically push around USC to some point. Um, but but there's no way they could they can push Georgia around. So the, it's the t- and all, talking about all the playoff stuff. At the end of the day in the history of the playoff, the short history of the playoff, and go back to the BCS or whatever else, there's two teams that are better than everyone else. And Mm -hmm. the the, the real debate is who's number five. That's really kind of it. And so if this all plays out the way that it usually plays out, we'll get the four teams we think we're going to get. We'll probably have two not super competitive uh, semifinals. Um, I hope that's not the case. And And then, you know, the two best teams will be in Los Angeles in January.
0: Ryan McGee, ESPN, Marty and McGee, although at noon, this go round. Yeah. And uh, on Saturday, well, we're going to be out in Charlotte, uh, having all the fun and frivolity ahead of Clemson and, uh, and North Carolina. I hope they wear the orange and the blue. I hope they go home. Oh home my colors. gosh,
3: me too. It well And I'll say this, if, if, uh, if the first half of the Georgia LSU game thinks it goes how I think it's going to go, I might be driving by bank of America stadium and waving at y'all use <laughs> probably about the third quarter on Saturday night. So we'll see.
0: Fair enough. Ryan McGee ESPN. We appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you later.
3: Yeah, buddy. Thanks.
0: To find out more about transferring to William Peace
2: University, visit peace.edu.